tired of having to explain why your hair was short one day, then long the next with your clueless co-workers? Sick of explaining the importance of intersexuality with your baby boomer father? Fatigued from swiping left on yet another cis-hetero man who's looking for a woman to be his emotional mule? With her ear to the streets, D-Bad is here to be the voice of the people. Interviewing people just like you on everyday topics like therapy within the black community, passive-aggressive colleagues named Karen, transphobic family members, and when is it a good time to ask for a promotion? Tactless Radio is giving the public the space to say what they really feel. Straight, no chaser. Tune in every week to break down a relentless world and its exhausting experiences in a very tactless way. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and everyone in between to Tactless Radio. I am so happy to finally be here on you all's cell phones and in your podcast libraries with all of my foolishness because it needed a bigger platform, in my opinion, because I have so many thoughts and so many tactless things to say, and I just needed a bigger space to be reckless. So here I am. Here I am. And I'm so excited to really get this thing going. So here's a little structure for you. Because the learning and development specialist in me will not allow for you all to not understand the objective of why you're here. So this particular segment, we are going to call Shit I Saw. And if you know me, you know that I love a good alliteration. So, and this is the first time I really have been on a mic. And it was just the first song that popped into my head was Last Call and the intro when Jay-Z is like, yo, fuck you, Kanye, for making me do this shit. And you just hear he's on a mic and just super frustrated. But like, it's fun. It's hilarious. He's like saying it from the heart. You can hear niggas in the background having a good old time. So I was like, you know what? That's the same spirit I'm going to embody on my first episode. And then we're going to go into Shit I Saw. And Shit I Saw is essentially... Things that I have seen out here in social media land. It's a vast space. You have TikTok and you have Instagram and Facebook and Twitter and you have all of the social media, like even streaming apps. You have like HBO Max and Quibi and YouTube and there's a lot of things out there that exist. So I'm going to explore it and report back the shit I saw and give you my perspective. And then we are going to go into a little bit of regalness. I'm still trying to decide on what I'm going to call that segment. But long story short, I'm going to put on my blackity black hat and we're going to talk black excellence. We're going to talk black business. We're going to talk black therapy. We're going to talk black community building. We're going to talk black investments because what type of podcast and what type of host would I be if I didn't impart some knowledge onto those who want to listen? Because if you let a day go by and you didn't learn anything, it was a day wasted, baby. So get your shit together. And if you just simply want to learn something that you did not know before today, just tune in and I'm going to teach it to you. And then before we get out of here, 
We have to end with the tackless topic of the day. And that's when I'm going to just boop, boop, pull one of you all's cards. Because I understand we have survived the first year of the pandemic. Because if, honey, you think this is going to just go away anytime soon, <laughs> you are wrong. <laughs> Wrongo. We've gotten through the first year of the pandemic. We got a long way to go. And there is just a lot of y'all out here acting the fuck up. And I want to give you a little bit of grace because we all been in the house trying to survive a deadly virus. But that does not mean that you get to just be absolutely vile. And some of y'all are. And that's okay because we're going to talk about it here. I'm going to invite guests, subject matter experts, people who know more than me because, hell, I understand that I don't know everything and there's someone out there who knows more than me, but we are going to get to the bottom of you all's ridiculousness during the tackless topic of the day. So with that, I would like to invite you to get all snuggled in to tackless radio. So let's go ahead and get into should I saw. So this week heading over to Twitter because Twitter is a really good spot where a lot of motherfuckers are just saying off the wall shit, myself included. So found this tweet by the real Dre Poppy. Uh, the real Dre is D-R-E. Poppy is P-A-P-I. His tweet that he made February 11th at 10, 11 p.m. I kind of like all those ones there, you know, let that sit with you however it may. His tweet here is, you want a woman to leave you alone? Question mark. Ignore her birthday. Under that tweet, he started a little thread here and it says, birthdays don't mean shit to me though. So I don't care about yours. Pay attention to how I treat you daily, not once a year. And I guess people had a lot of comments to his first initial tweets and then I think he had a backup tweet for those initial, you know, comments that people were making to him. And he went ahead and made another tweet here that says, it's hilarious that y'all assume I'm telling people to purposely miss a woman's birthday, dot, dot, dot. And now this is in bold caps. You know, he says, whole time I'm highlighting that if you miss a woman's birthday, she'll be pissed. It's very interesting, you know, this particular tweet. Um, there is a woman by the name, the Twitter handle of Creole Baby Brit. Uh, Brit is with two T's. And this is how this tweet was then put onto my timeline because someone that I follow retweeted her and she says in response to his tweet, I promise you do not need to hurt my feelings to get the point across that you are no longer interested in me. And I was like, she makes a good point. <laughs> I originally saw his tweet and was like, why would you just ignore my birthday? Like, even if birthdays don't mean anything to you, which you explained to us, they don't. Why would you understand that birthdays mean something to the person that you are talking about or dating or interested in or courting or however this person shows up in your atmosphere. Um, if you understand that birthdays are important to her, why wouldn't you 
call her or send her a text or a present or do something for her, it's kind of like, well, I don't give a fuck about my birthday, so I'm not going to give a fuck about nobody else's birthday. You can completely have that feeling. But it is just very interesting that if the objective is for her to ignore you, that you would just do something that you know would hurt her or make her sad. And I'm just like, I don't think you have to take it that far. Like if you know somebody else looks at birthdays to be very important to them and we can assume that if you didn't do something for them on their birthday, they would feel a certain type of way. You don't have to go that far to just get someone to leave you alone. <laughs> I Like after kind of talking that out, I'm like, this is just very malicious in a way. It's like, why purposely hurt someone just so they could leave you alone? If you don't want to fuck with them, just tell them, Hey, I don't want to fuck with you no more, which, you know, in a penny in a damn panty, is her handle, but Creole Brit makes a very good point. It's like, just tell me you don't want to fuck with me no more. I promise you that will get the point across. You do not have to think about how can I really get this person to be so upset at me that they will ignore me. Ah, ding, ding, ding. I'm going to fucking ruin their birthday or just ignore them on their birthday. Motherfuckers that I haven't even heard from in years still acknowledge my birthday on my Facebook timeline or in a retweet or in a comment on Twitter, or there are motherfuckers that I don't talk to for months that will still text me on my birthday and be like, AG, you know, happy birthday. Hope everything good with you. Had a family. Okay, cool. Literally, I will see you in your text inbox this time again next year. <laughs> it's like, the basic thing to do for someone on their birthday is to acknowledge their birthday. Like people that you don't even fuck with no more can acknowledge you on your birthday. But my guy, you would go as far to not acknowledge a person that you know and clearly are dating or talking to or care for. You will go that far to ignore them on their birthday so that they could leave you alone. It's not it's not. You don't have to go that far. Like, what is with y'all where you just rather slit your wrist instead of communicating with someone? Like, it's not that difficult if you practice it. You will go to great lengths this far, my nigga, before you communicate to Shorty that you just don't want to fuck with her no more. It doesn't have to get that far. <laughs> like, it doesn't have to be that. It, it You don't have to be that mad, like that mad at her about texting you and calling you and the fact that she's just not the one anymore. You don't have to be that hurtful. Like, my God, it's y'all don't y'all really don't like talking. Y'all really don't like talking, huh? Y'all really are like, what could I do to get out of communicating? I'm a fuck shorty's birthday up by just ignoring her. Like it's not, yo. <laughs> wow. I'm gonna need y'all to really heal. I'm gonna need y'all to really fucking heal because hurt people hurt people. And you haven't specified that she did anything wrong because that would be the reason why you would ignore her. Like, hey, 
She's a horrible communicator. I don't want to mess with Shorty no more. I'm going to communicate that our communication styles are not syncing up. And this is really frustrating trying to communicate with, with you. I, you know what? I'm about. So I'm going to leave. I'm going I'm to head on out. I'm going I'm to exit stage left. I'm going to see myself out. That, that, that's totally acceptable of a reason to not want to date or see or court or be with someone. You don't have to hurt them so that they're the ones that has to make the decision to no longer mess with you. You can have cordial breakups. You know that, right? Like you can just say, you know what? I don't want to be with you anymore. And do not allow someone else's assumed reaction to deter you from having that conversation. Because that's the first thing that men will typically say. Oh, shorty going to blow up. She going to cry. She going to react and do da 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 da. So you're going to be sneaky and manipulative instead of communicating. Yes, the way that she reacts is probably one of the reasons why you wanted to break up with her anyway, because she can't handle her emotions. But that does not mean that you then do a disservice to the relationship by being manipulative to then hurt her enough that she makes a decision to no longer mess with you because you ain't shit. If you see... On day 30, A, this is not really going that well. Instead of devising a plan, pinky in the motherfucking brain, that you can get out of the relationship by day 42, just on day 31, be like, hey, not really feeling this anymore. And leave it the fuck alone. Please, please, please. Can we just, let's just start getting ourselves into the mindset of communicating. And and you want to know something? You don't have to have a good reason to break up with somebody. It's it's sucky to hear men and women, but someone doesn't have to give you like the best reason for breaking up. They could literally wake up and be like, you know what? I just want to do something different. And it hurts. I know it hurts. It fucking sucks because it's happened to me before. But you have to allow people to be who with who they want to be with. And I don't want to be with someone who don't want to be with me. So however that person may react, if you do not want to be with them anymore for whatever the reason is, let them know and move the fuck on. Because you hurting me on my birthday, knowing that that's important to me, that just makes you a piece of shit. And you don't actually have to wake up and be a piece of shit. You can wake up and choose peace. But a lot of you motherfuckers wake up and choose violence. And I need you all to stop. We in the middle of a pandemic. Be nice. My nigga, be nice. Okay, God damn. So I'm still working on a really cute alliteration title for this section. But what I did want to share was this artisan herbed popcorn company based in Chicago, Illinois, by the name of Herbie Pop. So at my job, there's a component of it where I send gifts out to the members that we train and teach. It's a really cool component because we call them delights. And what I enjoy about the company that I work for and how we send these gifts to our members is that we really focus on women-owned companies or people of color companies, small businesses. So we really try to find 
small, amazing companies ran by people of color or by women to really uplift them and buy products and kind of give back. So I was made aware of this company by the name of Herbie Pop, H-E-R-B-Y, Pop is P-O-P. They are based in Chicago. It is a Black-owned company, and they have amazing popcorn that is absolutely delicious and healthy for you. So we were able to buy a couple bags for our members. They were able to get the original onion deal. And I also believe they were able to get the sea salt popcorn. We wanted to be very mindful of flavors, Um, understanding that people have like different dietary restrictions. But if you go to their website, which is www.herbiepop.com, you'll be able to see all the flavors. And they also show you a little geographical map of the globe, well, world globe. And they highlight little components of where they were able to source the ingredients that they used in their popcorn. So they have all kinds of flavors like Moroccan mint and Malsalsa Munch and Sicilian Crunch and Black Hawaiian Salt and Chipotle Crunch. I'm getting hungry. Um, I need to go eat. <laughs> but I wanted to shout them out because they're Black owned. They're from Chicago. Delicious, delicious food. All of our members have started to receive their delight packages for this month. And everyone has been talking about how amazing the popcorn is. So I just wanted to share with you all, if you're looking for some amazing, healthy, delicious popcorn, you want to support a Chicago business during this Panera Bread, if you want to support a Black-owned business during this panorama, go ahead to www.herbypop.com and check them out. Now it is time for the tactless topic. And I first want to say happy Black History Month to all my Black folk. You know, it's in Chicago, been snowing a lot. Like, I know that I live in a very cold climate. I know that it snows, but this amount of snow we've not seen in a while. So I kind of forgot about the fact that I don't like it, but you know, happy Black History Month. And with that, I just want to talk about the word ally. You know, I'm going to take this over to MiriamWebster.com and give you all the definition of ally and What they have specified the definition of ally to be is a sovereign or state associated with another by treaty or league or one that is associated with another as a helper, a person or group that provides assistance and support in an ongoing effort, activity or struggle. Um, First one top here is just to unite or form a connection or relation between. An example here that they give is two factions allying with each other. Another definition is America and its allies. Another example, a political ally. A sentence here that they gave, and I really want to hit home with this one. He allied himself with a wealthy family by marriage. Now, let me tell you all what I think the word ally means. I do believe that Merriam-Webster hit the nail on the head in terms of like what an ally is. 
But how we've been using it in America in this fight of breaking down systemic racism, I don't think we're using it correctly. And this is what I mean. White people typically look at themselves as allies. And we refer to white people. We also, let me clarify, look at people in spaces of privilege as allies. It's not just white people. People that are in spaces of privilege, we look to them to be what we consider allies because they are able to help more marginalized, disenfranchised people who live in oppressed or are just generally in oppressed spaces. Let me just get that out. But I think the way that we like just use it on the fly is like white people are like, I'm an ally, da, 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 right? I think black people and people of color and like BIPOC people should be allies. And what we should be doing is supporting the white people as they go break down the systems that they created. I don't see why white people should stand by my side as I go tear down systems that they put in place. It seems stupid to me and counterproductive in my opinion if you are already in the spaces to make change like government law academia you already there girl just turn around twice and put a law down and let us be actually free like why do I have to fight and claw into spaces with my black ass to then change some shit that you already there and have the power to change. Like, let me be your cheerleader, white people, while you tear down the systems that your grandpappy's put in place so that we all can have a piece of the pie. Like, I don't understand why you want to go, go team, go, go women, go black people, go indigenous people, go immigrants, go Muslims. Like, don't cheer me on. Because it is super counterproductive and takes way more time, which is what some of y'all are banking on, for me to get into a space to actually be able to make change for the people who look like me. But girl, you already there. You already in government. You already in the law enforcement spaces, in the union, in the unions. You're already in the collegiate spaces. Just make an effort to change shit so that we all have an opportunity at this thing that we call life. That's really what the fuck is going on. I'm not about to be somebody else's like stomping ground and someone else comes on and they're just like cheering me on. No, I'm going to cheer white people on as you all go out and change the shit that only essentially benefits you. Okay, let's do that. I want for this Black History Month for black people to sit back and we ally along ourselves to white people because let me take it back Ooh, yes spirit speak to me because let it let me take it back to the definition in marion webster to unite or form a connection or relation between let me take you to the sentence example that they have here he allied himself with a wealthy family by marriage who has the power between the dynamic of marginalized people and privileged people the privileged people have the power in this sentence, he who is poor, he who is resourceless, he who does not have the power allied himself with a wealthy family who has the power, who has the resources, who have all of everything they need to get shit done. 
I am going to ally myself with a white person so that they can go ahead and get their shit done for everybody. But that's the thing. They don't want to do nothing. That's why we where we are right now. That's why it's taking forever. We are looking at this all wrong. So this Black History Month, I want black people to tap a white person on the shoulder and say, hey, I am I am now your ally. Go out there, girl, and fight the good fight. We need you. We need you. And I, it's a lot of white people who feel like, oh, I don't want to get in their way. And I don't want to speak when it's their turn to like voice their, like what they've gone through. I don't want to get into somebody else's safe space. With all of that, is you great intention, great intention. That does not mean you get to sit on your fucking hands, which is what a lot of y'all are doing. It's kind of like, oh, I don't want to get in the way. I don't want to say the wrong thing. I don't want to be like the white savior. So you sit on your hands. What we are actually just asking for you to do is to dismantle systems that oppress people that you've been profiting and benefiting off of. And you're already in those spaces to do that. Because if you think that it's a people of color, woman, disabled, gay, trans people problem only, then you are part of the problem because we got to fight this all together because I don't know if you know this white people, but the rich white people are, are just laughing at the fact that you all have been gooped and gabbed about where we really need to be focusing our frustrations. And I just want y'all to let the hurt go. Let the hurt go. You are wrong at, you are mad at the wrong people. White people, you all are mad at the wrong people. You're mad at the wrong ones. You should be upset at the people who think that you're white trash and poor and have nothing going for you, but you won't turn on the wealthy people because what they tried to trick y'all into understanding is that you all are still better than everybody else because what y'all got in common is skin color. We literally saw who mattered and who didn't this past year in this country. Because regardless of the color of your skin, we all fucking suffered and saw big companies get bailed out time and time again. So once white people are able to understand that we kind of have to do this all together because y'all are mad at the wrong ones, y'all been mad at the wrong ones, and refocus your frustration to the appropriate place, I promise you, baby, we can make a lot of headway. We can make a lot of headway. And that's what I want for you all to do as we marginalized groups ally y'all to get this shit done. And that's my tactless topic for today. Thank you all for coming and listening to my first episode. I am so excited that you're here. I am scared out of my motherfucking mind. But when you want to do something, you just got to do it. <laughs> now that we've gotten that out of the way what you want to eat